In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with radio executive John Hull, who's based in Houston, Texas, on KSBJ Radio. He's out in Australia. He's been out here a number of times helping out with different Christian radio networks over here. Welcome to the show. How are you, mate? G'day, Matt. <laughs> How did, I, did I sound Aussie? That's pretty good, mate. Yeah, you, you've, you've got the hang of our lingo already? I'm working on it. I've been here five times, yeah. and every time I come, I try and be a little more Oz. <laughs> You're doing good, mate. Have you been to the servo yet? you know what a servo is? No. It's a petrol station or a gas station. As you All right. Would call we, we would call that a gas station. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Can, can you say servo? Servo. Uh, yeah, no. No, no. no, it's not no it's you, too you sound a bit British pommy. there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm <right>. sorry. <laughs> Now, mate, we love talking uh, Christian radio. I think you and I could talk all day about what God is doing through Christian radio yeah, around the world. Yeah. Uh, let's get to that soon, but let's talk a bit about your story. Uh, whereabouts were you born and raised? I was I was born in Central Florida. My father was in the Marine Corps, United States Marine Corps, and I was born right after he deployed to the Philippines. Uh, for World War Two, mm-hmm. so I, I I didn't get to see my dad until he'd come back from war. He fought in three wars uh, as a Marine, and so he was he was not often in the home, but I was raised in a great home with loving parents. They were you know, they were religious folk. They had an understanding that there was a God, and they wanted their sons to be raised quote in the church. But it is as so often happens with people in church. It was it was about religion and not relationship. Okay. And so, uh, as I was being raised, I, I I always knew about God. We had quite a quite a, a move around lifestyle as a as a military man. My dad was constantly being transferred from one base to the next. So I didn't stay in one place very long. Kind of like radio yeah. can be sometimes, <laughs> right? You, you don't stay in one place too long. But but as I look back on it, I, I think you know that was probably good. For me, because it helped me to get to know people quickly and learn what it was that I, I needed to know about them and appreciate about them, and then uh, keep those friendships long after we'd both moved to different places. Okay, so you traveled around a lot. Was there a moment when you would say, yep, that was when I really gave my heart to Christ? Was oh, it, absolutely. Yeah, tell us about that. I was in a youth choir in a United Methodist Church in Central Florida. This was in 19... 19- 68, 69. Okay. You weren't even born then, were you, Matt? I was minus six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so there's a, there's a slight age difference here. I was going to say, I'll try and stay awake. I just nodded off there for a moment. Okay. So uh, it was 1968 or 69. I was in a youth choir. I was the drummer for a, a choir of 40 or 50 youth yeah. in, in this small town in central Florida. And I was up on stage telling people, how to have a relationship with Christ. And the time came for the altar call, for people to make a commitment to Christ. And I was playing the song we always played for the altar call, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, what about you? Wow. So I literally got up from behind my drums, and I responded to my own altar call. 
<laughs> that is awesome. But it was it was a work of the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. the only way it can be explained yeah. because I had heard all the right things week after week, month after month. In fact, I'd been in this choir for almost a year. So I'd heard the gospel. Yeah. But it never penetrated my heart until literally the Holy Spirit of God flipped on the lights for me. And that's when he opened my heart. He granted me the gift of salvation. As much as you could as a 12-year-old, you began to walk with Christ. But it really was when I was in uni. Do I sound like an Aussie? That's good, Mike. I was was in university that that I really began to become serious about what it meant to be a follower of Christ. Mate, it is such a great story about answering your own altar call. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That is brilliant. I uh, don't recommend that, <laughs> but it worked. So praise yeah, God for that. That's right. Exactly right. And did you have a sense of calling that God had called you yeah. to do something in ministry? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely did. In fact, when I was in university, I was studying to be an actor. And um, a lot of my friends who were a couple of years ahead of me in university had gone on, graduated, and were going to New York City to become stage actors. And when they would come back and I'd talk to them, they would tell me the most horrific stories about what they were having to do to get parts, Mm. the compromises that they were having to make in their life in order to realize their dream. And as a follower of Christ, the first thing that, that knocked on my heart's door was, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make those kinds of compromises just to get a job doing something that perhaps isn't really God's call on your life? You see, I knew enough about the Lord at that point that he didn't want you to do things that were dishonoring to him. And all of my friends were telling me about the things they were having to do, and I went, rut roll. <laughs> Uh, that's not going to work if I want to be honest about my relationship with Christ. And so I really came to a point of crisis at, at age 19, 20, and I had to become really serious about the path in my life. And I had a, a dear friend, he was the best man in my wedding, still still one of my best friends to this day, who said to me, you know, I can see the struggle you're going through. And he had a vibrant relationship with Christ. Uh, I can see the struggle you're going through. Have you ever considered a different stage? And I went, what do you mean? He said, well, there's uh, there's a Christian radio station that's that's coming to town, and I know they're going to be looking for some interns. And if you'd like to change your major from drama to uh, to something more communications-oriented, then perhaps you could uh, – we could work it out. You could get some credit hours for working there. Long story short, I became an intern at a radio station in 1975 uh, at a Christian radio station, one of the very first Christian music stations in the United States, a, a station that played music 24-7. And I became an intern there. I went away to a different university to actually get my a broadcast communications degree, worked at the university station while I was there, worked at a small uh, a Christian radio station in town. So I had two two jobs going on while I was a full-time student. But the Lord gave me that sense of calling because once I was able to sit behind a microphone and that became the stage from which I could share the greatest story ever told, all of a sudden I knew, Lord, this is what you have made me for. And if you will allow me to, I want to serve you through radio the rest of my life. And it's 
so inspiring to hear that in 1975, it was the first... Were you Christian, born then? That was the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when Christian music radio really began around that time-ish, you know. Yeah. And look at how it's grown oh. across the world ever since. You, oh. you must have been amazed to see the growth of uh, the industry over the years. I used to get in trouble on the radio. First Christian station I worked at, I used to get in trouble for playing the Bill Gaither Trio. <laughs> For playing songs that that probably won't be familiar to many people out there, but there was an artist by the name of Evie. Yeah, I don't. Do you remember Evie? Evie? Tolkwist, yeah. Yes, <laughs> she was so sweet and so pure and so kind and and so just normal. But I would get in trouble for playing her because she was she was too contemporary. <laughs> there were drums behind the music that she played, and I, you know I've seen so many changes for the better. Uh, honestly, I've seen some changes that maybe aren't for the better. Yeah, I've seen a real move, uh, unfortunately, in Christian music radio to become, um, for for the right reason, the wrong thing is sometimes done. The, the yeah. reason being, I want to be, I want to reach more people. That's a good thing, right? But when you begin to water down the message, yeah, in order to reach people, when you begin to take a a high view of God. And make him look more like us so that I can talk to people about him. I'm not so sure that really honors the Lord in the, in the way that, that he would desire to be honored. And so, you know, I've seen great things happen in, in Christian music radio. I've seen some not so great things happen. You know, that really resonates with me. I started out in secular radio and a community radio station and then worked for commercial radio for a while. And I really felt the Lord challenged me. Uh, there's a verse in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians that says, unless the trumpet sounds a clear call, who will assemble for battle? Mm-hmm. And I felt the Lord really say, uh, Matt, make sure when you are working in radio or preaching or whatever you're doing, that you sound a clear call. Yeah. Don't water it down. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be average about it. But have, have a spirit of excellence, but sound a clear call. And that's what we're called to do when we preach the gospel. And the, and the good thing is there is a lot of Christian artists, a lot of Christian radio stations, a lot of great ministries that really do sound a Absolutely. clear call, isn't Absolutely. There? And they're the ones that, that I want to spend the rest of my walk here on earth. I want to spend my life mentoring them, communicating with them, learning from them. There's, there's this amazing thing that happens in the body of Christ. It's iron sharpening iron. And that's actually the job that I get to do in radio these days. I get to travel around our country in the United States and, and around the world and visit with other Christian radio stations and share ideas uh, things that we've done that have worked brilliantly, things we've done that have just flopped big, right? Made terrible mistakes. And we take the benefit of that rearview mirror that the Lord has given us, and we can sit down with other Christian broadcasters and say, hey, this thing you're looking at doing, here's how we messed it up really bad when we took this left turn. Let's look at where that turn may come from you so that you don't make the same mistakes we did. Now, mate, I want to pick your brain about the future of radio. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we've seen a lot of changes. We used to have singles and LPs and albums and then CDs and We used to have these and... black things called records, <laughs> and you put a needle on them, and, and the music scratched out from the records. It was amazing. I, I, I went to a, a disco recently, and a young girl saw the DJ playing albums, and she said, look at the big black CDs that man's got. <laughs> it's funny. They had no idea what they were. Uh, things have changed a lot. Nowadays, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people are going online. They're listening uh, through live streaming through apps. Uh, how, how is Christian radio around the world keeping up with this latest technology? It is amazing. I, I spend a lot of my time on the continent of Africa, 
And of, of all the continents of the world, it is probably one that we would look at and go, okay, these guys are way behind the curve technologically. In the country of South Sudan, which is the newest country in the world, by the way, they separated from Sudan uh, six or seven years ago, became their own country. People who do not have electricity in their homes have mobile phones. Ah, They'll go to a charging station in the village. There's a generator running there. They'll charge their phones. They don't have electricity. They don't have running water. They live literally in a mud hut, but they've got mobile phones. Now, what does that tell you about the opportunity that exists for us as evangelists? Yeah. For us as preachers of the gospel. I'll I'll stick with South Sudan for a moment. This is a a, a country and a, a people that are illiterate. They can't read. How do you share the gospel? How do you communicate the scriptures with a society that's totally oral? Well, you've got to create stories. Gee, didn't Jesus do some of that? Oh, come on, with that's his good. parables. Yeah. So we're working with an organization that is using Christian radio. They, they've taken the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and they've created 126 different stories that touch upon all of the key points of Scripture. And they use their radio station literally as as a sounding board to get out into the villages where the tribe will gather around a radio. Everyone in the tribe will sit there and listen to the next installment of this story every single day. They used to send missionaries to the villages to tell these stories. A missionary would stay there for a couple of weeks but then have to move on. But now the radio can stay there every single day, and the missionary can just show up and do discipleship. It's exciting. The opportunities that exist, even in primitive cultures, are absolutely phenomenal. Then you look at cultures like like yours and mine. The opportunity for ministry is phenomenal. For us to reach the next generation with the gospel of Christ, well, obviously, we've got to be speaking to them in a language they understand, using a platform that they love, with a message that can cause life for them. I am so inspired by that story. And, you know, one of my uh, favorite preachers, John Wimber, had a quote, throw the nets where the fish are. Yeah. And that's what you're doing in South Sudan. Yeah. That's what we're doing in, in radio and online with social media, with all these uh, opportunities that are available. We're finding out where the people are, yeah. and we're throwing the nets there, and we're seeing a harvest. And you know what God said through his son Jesus? He said, if you lift me up, I will do what? I will draw all men to me. Now, he was speaking, of course, Jesus was saying, if I be lifted up on the cross, the work of of justification that was done on the cross would make it possible for Jesus to draw all men to the Father. But also, there's, there's a word for you and me as communicators. If our job one becomes to lift up the name of Jesus— to not build our own little kingdoms, to not build our own holy huddles, but instead to preach the word of God, to be instant in season and out of season, and to not dumb down the word of God so that we can perchance reach a few more people. If we're faithful to do that, then, then the Holy Spirit of God does his part. We do our part, which uh, if you were to put that on a ruler, it's a few centimeters. Then God does his part, which is the entire rest of the ruler, and he draws people to himself. 
That is the best news. And I can see the passion in your eyes. I can hear it in your voice. I can see that God is using you to reach the world uh, through uh, Christian radio in what you're doing, not only in Houston, Texas, not only in Sudan, uh, South Sudan, but all across the nations, wherever you're going, mate. Thank you for coming to Australia and being a blessing to us in Christian radio in Australia. Uh, Before we wrap it up, is there a message on your heart for our nation? You've been here a number of times now. You've seen where we're at as a country. Is Is there anything you want to share? with Aussies listening today? Boy, here's the message. God loves you so much. I I don't care what you've done. I don't care who's hurt you or who you've hurt. I do know this, that God has an amazing plan for your life that includes an eternal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Christ came to die for sinners of which you and I were among the chiefest, right? If you look at your life, you look at my life, we had a lot of stuff in our life. If you were just to look at us as being good people, I wouldn't have measured up. I doubt that you would have measured mm. up. Oh, mm. sure, I never killed anybody. I never robbed a bank. Did you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> but yet, in the eyes of God, that's not enough. Yeah. There had to be a perfect sacrifice made for my life, Matt, and made for your life that would be acceptable in the eyes of God. And he sent his beloved son, Jesus, to do that for you and and me. And when Jesus died on the cross, Aussie friend, he did that for sinners like us. And if you hear this word, and there's something going on in your heart, maybe it's a continuation of something that the Lord has already been doing, or, or maybe it's just like a drop of water falling on some parched earth, I would encourage you, to listen more to this radio station so that you can hear the rest of the story. John, I just am so inspired to hear your story, and uh, I just want to challenge our listeners. If you do feel like you need to respond, and maybe you want to give your heart to Jesus, maybe you want to pray with someone or talk with someone, you can contact us at the website, historymakers.tv. Send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. Send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. Maybe you've been stirred up uh, to get your heart right with God today. Uh, John, thank you for sharing with us today. I reckon you're a history maker. God bless you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.